Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I went in a plane over to the Coalition so I could go hands-on with Gears 5 campaign and horde mode. So, why don't we jump on in to my impressions on Gears 5. Bomb! Greater than X. The beautiful thing about Gears 5 can be summed up by the last five minutes of my time at the Coalition earlier this week. After steamrolling through over 30 rounds of Horde with four other newfound media friends, we all looked at each other and agreed we needed to exchange gamer tags because the Gears 5 experience was so awesome. And that's the magic about Gears of War, and in particular Horde mode. It's almost so consistently good that players might begin to ignore it over the years. How much better can it get? Gears of War's horde mode inspired a brand new subgenre. Think about it. Anytime a squad of player defends waves of enemies in any game, we think of it as a horde-like mode. So it's a known quantity, right? Well, to a certain extent. Yes, you're still fighting waves of progressively more challenging enemies. Yes, you're still dragging the fabricator around. And yes, you're playing as a five-person squad. Horde and Gears 5 felt familiar but fresh and addicting. That's probably because Jack, the floating, cloaking robot, is back from the original trilogy and now is a playable character, both in Horde and in the three-player co-op campaign mode. For our squad, Jack acted as a quarterback and support character. Our team collected power from defeated enemies to fund our economy of leveling up player abilities and fortifying our base with the familiar assets such as turrets and traps. However, let's not skip too quickly over that first part, player abilities. In Gears 5, if I collect the power resource, my entire team can access it via their carrying balance. From there, they can deposit it into the Fabricator for defensive fortifications, or they can fund their own player abilities. Jack became much faster on the battlefield by spending power to level up his speed. For our squad in particular, this was incredible because Jack would scavenge the map for our favorite weapons and drop them in a central location for us. We always knew to head back to the Fabricator to find a slew of new awesome armaments. Playing as Marcus Phoenix, I fulfilled the tank role for our team. Feeling supported by Jack in particular, I freely roamed around the map and blasted countless baddies with my overkill. That often put me in dangerous situations, so I countered this risky and dangerous approach by leveling my maximum health and regenerating ammo. By the end, I felt like I had a more direct impact on the team's success than with previous versions of Horde because my character became more powerful. I chose Marcus for his tank class characteristics, I chose how to enhance his abilities, and I chose how to leverage those enhancements for the betterment of the squad. As a player who typically leaves the base building to my teammates, this was a new empowering feeling for me. I felt in charge of becoming more capable in handling the increasingly difficult waves in Horde. We collected even more power by capturing power taps, which are mining devices scattered across the map, and they can be built by standing in a highlighted area for a short time. In Gears 4, I was guilty of finding the best spot for the Fabricator and staying put for 50 waves. In Gears 5, we were encouraged to move around the map to maximize our power mining. As power taps appeared across the map, our squad quickly captured them, and after each wave, I raced back to the power tap to collect the mined power and upgrade it to mine more power next time. These are the types of changes and additions that will never make it into a bullet point list on the back of a box, but they changed the game well enough to make it feel like a new and exciting horde. Gears 5 pushes the boundaries of what it means to be a Gears of War game, with a clear emphasis on gameplay variety and player choice. 
Keep in mind, the boundaries for reinvention aren't quite as expansive as the other gal, God of War. We don't see a reinvention of Marcus or Kate in the way gamers experienced with Kratos last year. The way we interact with the Gears franchise is now much more than the formulaic enter a room, kill enemies, clear the room, move on to the next pattern that we've come to know. This feels like a smarter Gears game than I've played in the past, with additions that feel natural to the world and the story. The war feels bigger because the world is actually bigger. The Coalition told us that some areas are 50 times larger than anything in the previous games. And for the first time in the series, the game actually has a map to help the player navigate the open space. But it's not a fully open world, and this light enhancement felt similar to what we saw with Rise of the Tomb Raider with completable secondary objectives and hidden areas. Light additions push Gears 5 into new territory without abandoning its DNA. With Jack, you can deploy power-ups that would have felt unnatural if added to Kate's abilities. For example, Hijack allows Jack to take control of any enemy, and it's a great pun. Uh, He could take control of a boomer or a drone to tip the scales in your favor. And Jack ages like a fine wine thanks to some RPG light elements, including a skill tree. So my time with Jack was different from the player next to me because I chose to acquire the ability for Jack to fetch big weapons, like a big, obedient, floating toy claw machine, but for giant, awesome weapons. Gears is about war on a giant scale. Everything is over the top. Weapons, characters, swarms of enemies, but it has always been shoehorned into narrow corridors and room-to-room environments. I was struck by how the open world adds to the sense of scale. The war and the conflict felt larger and more foreboding, and more importantly, more fun. There's a variety in the gameplay that kept surprising me and wanting to move on to the next space and push the story forward. Gears has escaped its on-the-rail roots in a totally natural and organic fashion, and it seems better for it. In my time with the campaign, I experienced a story moment that took my breath away, a combat encounter that tested my skill and imagination, and, more specifically, I shot giant bus-sized icicles down to crash onto a hulking carrier after lobbing an incendiary grenade into its fleetingly open chest. One of the deads tapped me on the shoulder and said that grenade was clutch, and I knew he was right. And yet, there were a number of other ways I could have approached that encounter. There was a try shot just out of reach and forgot that Jack could have snagged that for me to lay down the heavy. Those moments make me think, I'll do that next time, and that's the magic of Gears 5. Looking forward to the next encounter to try something new. Aside from the gameplay, the two areas that we were able to play through demonstrated a concentrated effort by the Coalition to escape the dark dungeon caves of the original trilogy and explore more visually diverse and more appealing landscapes. We played through a gorgeous winter world that looked kind of like Hoth with a beautiful blue sky and powdery snow. And then we also played in a desert land with blood orange sand, which actually reminded me of The Last Jedi. Playing Gears 5 of the Coalition was a true honor, and I had an amazing time with the campaign playing through two wildly different acts. One focused on story and world exploration, and the other with a massive focus on combat. Now, I anxiously await the beefy 20-hour campaign teeming with new RPG and open-world light elements, the three-player couch co-op mode, an overhauled horde mode, tried-and-true versus, brand-new escape plus map builder, and a tour of duty to tie it all together with compelling progression. One thing became clear to me after my time at the Coalition earlier this week. There is a deep understanding about what makes Gears 5 a true Gears game. That team truly respects the history, the fan base, and what it means to move the franchise forward.
So at this point in the podcast, I wanted to open it up for questions. So I, I put a call out on Twitter and uh, we'll take a couple questions about uh, my experience with Gears 5 for the couple acts that I played in the campaign and Horde mode. So why don't we go ahead and start with a longtime listener, a great friend of the show, Blaze Knight at Blaze Knight 0923. He says, will there be co-op mode? If so, who are the playable characters? Are they as good as Marcus and Dom? So uh, Blaze Knight, of course, uh, I had briefly mentioned there's a three-player co-op mode. And uh, one of the key differences there is the third player gets to be Jack, that floating robot. And the reason I didn't really go into too much more detail than than I did, other than just to mention it, is we didn't get to play it. We saw, we've seen a screenshot of it. Um, we've seen it mentioned. We've seen Jack in action. We played as Jack in horde mode. Um, but this definitely caught my attention, man. Like I, I like three players. I kind of had to like really think. Like this is this is totally different. It's going to change everything. And and playing the game, you do have access to Jack. You can you can play. You, you can implement his power ups and abilities. So. I can only imagine what it would be like to actually have full control of Jack, particularly with that hijack ability. Um, that's something that you can see sort of by proxy when you play um, the single player campaign and you're you're targeting whoever, man. It's like you could throw out a drone or a boomer or whatever enemy and um, the, the computer will essentially take over that AI. So uh, it's really awesome, dude. I want to I want to check that out. And of course, it's split screen. So it's couch co-op, three players. So I, I think this is a brand. This is a brand new feature that's really going to change how we experience gears. Which brings me to, uh, I guess Jesus, <laughs> Jesse Flores uh, at Jesus two one three. He says, have they changed the formula in any way, or is it another just another gears game? Man, I from what I experienced, it's kind of both. I don't really know. It's it's really difficult. I had a, I had a difficult time kind of wrapping my mind around this because it is very familiar. It's very gears, but. I actually felt every now and then a dev would sort of tap me on the shoulder and go like, remember, you have Jack. Remember, you have Jack. And Jack changes everything. The story seems quite a bit more compelling. And I think the pacing from what I can see is a little bit more well-rounded. It does it does seem like they've got really great action, but then meaningful pauses, some palate cleansers, some and, uh, and ways to explore the world. Um, I very briefly mentioned the open world light aspect to it there this is not the entire game it, it was really only a couple of areas that opened up like crazy there was one part where we were essentially skiing there's a there's a, a vehicle called the skiff which is like a snowboard attached to uh like a parasail kind of thing and but it's all very gears it's all very hardcore still you can you can fly down the the snowy hills or even the dunes the sand dunes in that desert level and desert land and that's where things start to open up a little bit you can go to the primary objective or you can explore a little bit there and uh, find hidden hidden items. There's a relic gun, which is like a really powerful, very rare weapon that you can really only find in one or two places. I found an enforcer, which is more like a kind of like an Uzi kind of kind of gun. Somebody else found, I think, a long shot or an M bar or something like that. And so these little changes mean that it's a, a really different, like a layered experience. And there's a lot of different ways I, as we were sitting around the lunch table, everybody was kind of telling a little bit of a different story. So in my opinion, like it's kind of both, like you're still doing that, that, that cover shooter kind of thing. The Lancer still feels awesome. And, and um, with the added ability to melee with a knife and the executions are awesome. So the gore is still there, but man, the, the exploration, the, the skill trees um, and the way that they implemented all of those additions through Jack was in my opinion is so smart and it felt supernatural i think for uh for fans and veterans of the series they might just find themselves having to retrain their brain a little bit to try and take advantage of all these new additions 
Hypecaster says, at Hypecaster, he says, campaign-wise, you need to be familiar with the past lore and characters to understand the story. So this is something that they actually started the day off with. When you start the game, there's a previously on Gears video, which which kind of catches you up. And um, from what I can recall, it was mostly Gears 4. It wasn't really um, too focused on Emergence Day or, uh, or the original trilogy. It's just kind of catching you up with the current story, what's going on with Kate. And... So no, and and kind of for me, I, it's been a while since I played Gears Four campaign, anyways, and and so I actually really needed that refresher, <laughs> which was really great. But but that's all I had really in my mind. That was the most fresh take on Gears Four that I that I had going into the two acts of campaign that that we played. And there was still there was like I said it earlier, there was a moment that that had me just kind of like it, I dropped the controller on the on the table I'm not going to give it away here but I just like you've got to be kidding me I had no idea that Gears had this capability to make me feel this way so man there's there's a lot to be excited about here there's obviously a lot more to be experienced by me I've I've only played uh, a couple acts of the campaign there's still a lot more they were telling me that it's at least 20 hours long there's a ton more in horror there's way more in versus escape luke and i played at e3 and it's a ton of fun and i can't wait to play it with you guys and with that uh we'll have one more question from grouchy surge at backlog underscore blues he says i'm the guy who wants to chainsaw all the shit to death <laughs> how does the lancer feel dude the lancer feels great the Lancer feels probably like it feels perfect. It feels exactly like you remembered. And I would say that the combat is even more well-rounded because you have your you have your Lancer, of course. You have the chainsaw and, and chopping people in half and and the executions and everything. But you also have a, a great melee. You have a nice you have, you have a, a beautiful knife to be able to um, to very quickly take care of of enemies in, in close quarters. So because. The the thing about the Lancer that has remained true this entire time is you really have to kind of like rev it up a little bit before you get what you want out of it. So I like the addition to the of this melee of just a quick stabby stab and you kill your enemy in front of you and and you kind of get yourself out of a tricky situation where um, the Lancer is is it's tried and true man. It's an it was an instant classic when it came out and it's back and just as good as you remember uh, here with Gears Five at least as far as I can tell. Remember this is just a a single day a couple hours of gameplay. Um, 30 out 30 30 waves of horde and so uh, i look forward to playing it more i'm not sure when a review copy or anything like that will go out so i anticipate i'll be playing right alongside you guys on september 6th when the ultimate edition launches for anybody with xbox game pass ultimate or if you pre-order the ultimate edition then we're all going to be playing together on september 6th for more on gears 5 you can keep checking out the xbox drive you can read my impressions on okbeast.com follow me on twitter at Sean Capri, and I hope that you uh, choose to subscribe, if you're not already, to this podcast, The Xbox Drive. Bye!